When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. That was one of the best Sports <laughs> Center updates I've ever heard from Kevin Winter. That was a tour de force. We just sat here applauding as he was going on and on. And very, by the way, very briefly, if I can, it's a football Monday, and I'm I'm 99.9% football today. But the Joel Embiid numbers from yesterday, in case you didn't see it, like I'm sure a lot of, you know, it's a regular season NBA game on a night where, you know, the Eagles are playing tonight and the whatever. Joel Embiid had one of the greatest games in the history of the NBA yesterday. Let me just quickly run through this. He had 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks, He was 19 of 28 from the floor and 20 of 24 from the free throw line. He is the first player ever with 50 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 blocks in a game. They can measure that going back to the early 70s, which is when blocks became official. But listen, there's more. He had 26 points and 5 blocks in the fourth quarter. (laughs) In the fourth quarter of last night's game, he had 26 points and 5 blocks. The Sixers scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. He had 26 of them. He shot 7 of 8 from the floor in the fourth quarter. The rest of his team shot 0 for 9. And then one more. He had 26 points in the fourth quarter. Everyone else on both teams had 21. He outscored everyone else in that game in the fourth quarter, 26 to 21. He's the first player to outscore everyone else on both teams in a fourth quarter since Tracy McGrady in 2006. And only one more thing to add. All of those things that you just said, he played 40 minutes the day before. Yeah. This is the second night of a back-to-back, a 280-pound guy. That's the, I mean, this is not a game that he should have even played, in theory. I'll, I'll go back to the football, but... That that performance definitely was worthy of at least the minute and a half we just dedicated to it because that's one of the great individual games that any basketball player could ever play. In the meantime, I was just we were just making a point a minute ago as we talk about Nuno. Like Nuno is a fan of the New York Football Giants, and I don't understand how they are seven and two. I just don't get it. And obviously, I see I live here in New York and I watch football every week, but I don't watch them snap in, snap out the way I do the Jets. So I'm trying to get a feel for this. Yesterday. Stace and I were away for the weekend and we got a little delayed coming back. So I was in the car coming back from the airport and I missed like the first quarter of of the one o'clock games yesterday, the early window. I got home in plenty of time to watch everything I needed to see, but I'm I'm in the car. So I'm following along as best I can. And it pops up. The Giants have scored. Oh, let me see what they did. A touchdown pass from Daniel Jones to someone named L. Cager. Now I'm a professional sportscaster. I've been at this more than 10 minutes, and I live in New York. I don't know who that is. I looked at face. I said, who is this? I, mean, I don't know why I'm asking her. It's a rhetorical question. Who the hell is this person? I look up. He caught two passes yesterday. They're the only two passes he's caught all season long. You're telling me he was once on the Jets? I have no recollection of that. None. No, no, they are doing this with people that I've literally never heard of in my entire life. 
Yeah, it goes back to how good they're coached. It goes back to everyone needs has a job to do, and they're actually doing it. And the bigger issue, obviously, uh, eventually in next year and offseason that you'll actually have weapons and you can truly judge Daniel Jones. But this is a team effort, right? They, they've been great defensively or in certain spots. Dexter Lawrence has had a great year, right? Uh, they've... They lose Xavier McKinney, and like even though Dane Belton wasn't great, he makes a huge uh, pick late in that game to seal it. It's unbelievable, you know. Matt Breda comes in for Saquon and and picks up some big, uh, you know, a big first down. It's that type of thing. But it goes back to coaching. They actually have someone that's coaching, and I think the bigger thing is just stay away from that. Bel- that true Bill Belichick tree, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, ask the people how they feel about that in Vegas with Josh McDaniels now. Okay, so I just wanted to sort of put a ribbon on that conversation. So we'll do I'm Sorry What here. I'm Sorry What? what, what? I'm Sorry What? what? I'm Sorry What? I'm sorry. What? Interesting people saying interesting things, uh, as we hear from a few of the people around the NFL yesterday. Uh, Let me go to Justin Fields. I talked about him a little bit earlier. Justin Fields is a superstar. Rex calls him the future, and I really like that. Justin Fields looks like a guy who properly handled could become the next genuine superstar in the sport. The stuff he can do, you can count on what he does. He throw the ball better than Lamar does. Yeah, throw for throw the for only sure. guy who runs it better than he does is Lamar. He can rip it. There's only one quarterback in the National Football League who runs better than Justin Fields does. And I'm including Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen runs over people and he's fast. Justin Fields runs like an Olympic sprinter. His speed is ridiculous. And he's big and strong. He's bigger than Lamar Jackson. So I think he has a chance to be the second best running quarterback in the NFL if we want to accept that Lamar Jackson is the best there's ever been. If we're talking about great running quarterbacks in history, Steve Young, Fran Tarkenton, Michael Vick, whoever you want, I think Lamar Jackson is the best there's ever been. Are we good with that? I'm good with that. Is that a statement everyone is comfortable with me making? Mm. Justin Fields, I think, has a chance to be right below that with his the combination of speed and power that he has. He never even looks like he's trying to run fast. Like he looks like he's jogging. And he's outrunning people for 60-yard touchdowns. If he has, When he really turns on the Jets, I'd like to see just how fast it looks. Or maybe that's just his natural you know, uh, gait. But whatever it is, he runs unbelievably well. I mean, NFL next-gen stats, they track your speed. And right. he's, like, his top speed is faster, for example, than Saquon Barkley's top speed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's at 230. So there you go. He's that kind of big and fast. And then sometimes I wonder if the people who evaluate these guys actually watch them in college. If you watch Justin Fields in college, I'm here to tell you, he didn't do this. Justin Fields did not run with the ball in college. Can, can you give me his, his, very quickly, his rushing numbers from college? Yeah. They're going to be nothing. He did not run with the ball. That was not part of what he did. He threw the ball like crazy and great and on time and accurate and, and ridiculously well. Now, they had unbelievably good receivers there, obviously, over the years, but still, Justin Fields is a great thrower of the football. And slowly but surely, they're adding that to his plate. I mean, and, and, and Matt Nagy, I mean, he should be ashamed of himself watching the Bears now. Matt Nagy decided the best way I can try and win games is by putting Justin Fields on the field and telling him, take a three-step drop, and when, the ball, when you hit your back foot, the ball's got to come out? Are you out of your mind? 
So I, I wonder if people who make these decisions ever watch these guys. You have his numbers? Yeah. Well, how much running did he do in college? Just at Ohio State. I'll throw out the Georgia stuff because he was used in that way. He ran for 867 yards in two seasons. Right. So that's, that, well, that's more, even more than I thought. How many rushes total? Uh, let's see here. He rushed 218 times in those two seasons. But this year in the NFL, he's going to have 1,000 yards on the ground. Yeah. Just this year. But that, even that is more than I thought I remembered. Because like, that wasn't the game. He wasn't a one of, There's a million running quarterbacks in college. He really wasn't one of them. No. He was a passing quarterback in college. So he's tremendous. So we talked about him earlier. Let me get to some of the more sound bites. Let me ask you from Aaron Rodgers. They win a game yesterday that legitimately keeps their season alive. And here's what he said about all of the struggles they came off of the week before. A lot of the battles that we face are between I and I, between the person that can go out there and dominate and knows that they can and the little voice in your head that tries to knock you off of that uh, confident perch you're on. So I'm uh, happy that I knocked that voice back into hell and uh, had a good performance today. So, so that's... Rodgers was tremendous yesterday, and he might be about to make a star of this kid, Christian Watson, who still is has so much to learn and so far to go. But yesterday, I mean, they were down 14. I give so much credit to them yeah. for the patience they showed yesterday. They're down 14 points in the fourth quarter of that game, and they are still running it. They decided the way they were going to win that game was running it, and it worked. And they ran the ball, I believe, 37 times and threw it 20. They have Aaron Rodgers, and he threw 20 passes yesterday. And that is their formula. If they're going to climb their way back in, that's how they're going to do it. The Packers gained 415 yards in that game, 355 of them. So that's 86% of their yardage came from either the run game or the play-action pass game attached to it. If they can find a way to replicate that, I think they're going to find themselves in the playoffs. All right, if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to beat out how many of these teams? So let's take the Eagles out of the conversation, the Vikings out of the conversation, the NFC South out of the conversation, right? Yeah. Because whoever wins the NFC South is going to have a terrible record. No team is getting a wild card from there. And the Eagles and Vikings have now comfortable leads. So the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys... The San Francisco 49ers and or Seattle, whoever doesn't win the West, they have to beat out one of those three teams to make it, right? Yeah. Green Bay is four and six. Assuming the Lions don't put together some kind of late comeback, that was a heartbreaking loss for the Bears yesterday who might have put themselves in some position. Washington, I guess, with a win tonight could put themselves in some semblance of position. But do they beat out the Giants, Cowboys, or one of those teams from the NFC West? Because they will have to beat out one of them to make the playoffs. It would have to be Seattle. Seattle's banked so many wins already, but Green Bay's schedule's pretty favorable. We have them favored in four of their last five games. If it winds up coming down, I, I think they give them a pretty good shot. What do you think? Is, is Green Bay going to make the playoffs, Nuno, yes or no? No. Looking at, I know Pemmel just said it's pretty favorable, but Titans at Eagles, the Bears are playing well, the Dolphins, Vikings – so you're at four wins. You need to get at least, if you're finished with the Giants at 10, right? The Giants beat them head-to-head. Mm. So you're going to have to get 10 to 11 wins. So where are you getting those? That's the issue. I don't think – I think it's too late for them. I, I'm looking at the Packers' rest of their schedule. Should we say you have to win nine games to get in? Yeah, well, I think you have to win 10? At least nine. It's got to be at the least Giants nine. are going to win more than nine, and the Cowboys are going to win more than nine. Right. So if, if if you're going to get in as a wild card, it's going to have to be because Seattle or San Francisco don't win ten games. But if they play like they did yesterday, they just beat 
a really good team coming off their bye. Like, I'm not so sure that we should be viewing the Packers as an underdog in any of these games, truly. Well, we'll see. they got a Thursday night game this week against the Titans. Mm -hmm. That'll tell us a lot. All right, I'll do more uh, of these as we go here. More I'm Sorry Watch. We've got Nuno's notes still to come, and we will have time, as always, on Mondays for your hot takes. I will tell you when to call. I'm Greeny. I come to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose, and we're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, we're going through a few more of these um, I'm Sorry Watts before we work our way to Nuno's Notes, and then we will have time for your calls, your hot takes as we roll along here on ESPN Radio. I wanted to play the Derek Carr soundbite. It's a little long, but after the Raiders lost yesterday and they fall to 2-7, and seven, and they, they I don't know, it, it's between them and New Orleans for who was the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year, right? I mean, who else or am Denver, I forgetting? I guess, I guess Denver. That's fair. Um, and when you think of Denver. Meanwhile, I can't get my social security account organized, which has me annoyed. Where is my statements? Nathaniel Hackett. What a dope. <laughs> uh, that just came up on my board again today. And so I just decided I felt like playing it. But anyway, <laughs> Derek Carr called out people on his own team yesterday. In a postgame commentary that in which he, he had to stopped multiple times because he became legitimately emotional. I mean, he was clearly holding back tears and at times not even really able to hold them back. He sounds to me like he is pointing a finger at guys on his own team who are not willing to lay it on the line. Just listen to this. You know, I love I love Josh. 
I love the car. I love our coaches. Uh, l- let me start making sure it's clear. He's talking about by Josh. He says his coach. He's talking about his coach, Josh McDaniels. No, I love. I love Josh. I love the car. I love our coaches. Um, they've had nothing but success. You know, way more success than I've ever had. You know, and uh, you know, I'm sorry. Sorry for being emotional. I'm just pissed off about some of the things. You know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice what we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard knowing what some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like just so we could be there for each other. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off, if I'm being honest. Wow. So... While he's not specifying who it is he's talking about, the immediate speculation will go to his tight end, Darren Waller, and his star receiver, Hunter Renfro, both of whom have been hurt. And as we all know in the NFL, there are varying levels of hurt. And the reality, one of the dirty little secrets of the NFL is that sometimes when teams are having bad seasons and guys have big contracts, they can check out. They tap out. And I cannot sit here. Please do not say, Greeny is saying that Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are checking out. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that I heard a lot of people suggesting that that's who Derek Carr is talking about. Mm. And that when they get, when, when the season has gone away and you're a little hurt, maybe there's stuff that you would play through if you were 7-2. and two, that you don't play through if you're two and seven. Now, some might say, well, makes sense. Why would you put yourself in that position for this? But what Derek Carr is saying is, we got guys out here who are laying it on the line, who are taking God knows what just so they can sleep at night through the pain and are, are going out there and busting it to be there for each other and that there are some guys who are not doing that. And you can see how much it bothers him and how much it means to him. I'm a Derek Carr fan. I am a Derek Carr fan. And I'm not, that does not mean because I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He is clearly a step down from the very best guys in the league. Who, whoever the best guys are, the Mahomeses and the Allens and the guys, he's a step down from that. But he's more than good enough to win with, I think. And his leadership, which he demonstrated last year in the wake of the Gruden stuff, I really like that he was willing to say that yesterday, and you could see how much it bothered him just to have to say it. Yeah, worth noting also that Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller received big contract extensions before the season. But I'll tell you what, I think we're watching Derek Carr's last season for the Raiders. I really do. Right now, the Raiders, 2-7, and are scheduled to have the second pick in the draft. They just gave Josh McDaniels all the money in the world. They've got pretty good players around him. They're not performing, obviously. Some of them aren't even playing. But if you have the opportunity to move on, trade that contract, won't cost you that much to do it. I think this would be the time that they are likeliest to do that. I, I will tell you why I might see it differently. And that is there's nothing more valuable to have than the second pick in the draft this year if you don't want a quarterback. Mm. Because you can trade that, and between Will Levis and C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, those are going to be the top three picks in the draft. There's also a spectacular linebacker named Will Anderson out of Alabama and a few other players. But there are going to be three quarterbacks that are going to go off the board, one, two, and three. When you have the second pick, if you don't want to take one of those guys, teams out there are going to give you a king's ransom. So if you're the Raiders, you believe in Carr. And, and another reason why I think this makes sense is because Devontae Adams came there to play with Derek Carr. 
Devontae Adams did not come to the Raiders. He did not choose the Raiders accidentally. He chose them because he and Carr are longstanding best friends. He's still out there. They were college teammates. I think you're going to have a major Devontae Adams problem if you decide you want to move on from Derek Carr. Well, trade him too. Trade him too. Well, I, I don't know about any of that. I mean, I, I, I guess that's possible. But, if you're but picking, now you're, you're really just completely starting from scratch. Sure, but if you had the opportunity to take a potential franchise quarterback second in the draft and move on from Derek Carr, this what is your percentage of that? NFL quarterbacks? I understand the money is the money. What percentage of first-round quarterbacks in the National Football League wind up being better players than Derek Carr is? Probably 20 or 25%. That's what I'm saying. So for a, for a one in four, let, let's even say it's 40%, a less than 50-50 shot that you're going to wind up with someone better than this guy when you've got a guy who's pretty good and is a leader and is best friends with your best player, I would remake the team around Carr and Adams. But you're going to go 4-13. and 13. You have a whole year that says this doesn't work, at least right now, not like this. Are you going to use all that in informing your decision? No, no. What did you just say? All right. Hear me out here. You can get out of Carr's contract at the end of this year. What about Tom Brady? Like, we know he's going to keep playing, and we, we all assume he's going to keep playing. We all, he can't go to Miami anymore because Tua has proven that he is the guy in Miami. Right. So he's not going to Miami. So what about Vegas? For that, for the one year, you trade Carr, you're still going to get good value mm-hmm. from Carr, and you have that second, that number two pick. I don't see that makes too much sense not to happen. I, I, I don't know what the Bra- it almost happened. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the Brady of it all is. Like, I just don't know what to make of it. Like, Brady is probably still very good. Brady's going to be 46 next year. And he doesn't look the same. I understand that yesterday he fell down running a passing route and everyone is going to, that's, that's going to be the big thing everyone remembers from that game. Are you certain, Nuno, that Tom Brady next season is going to be better than Derek Carr is right now? I am not. But if you're the Raiders and you need that, I think you have to do something of that nature where you can get value for Derek Carr and you have the number two pick, at least right now, and a year of Tom Brady, because that's how you're going to get Devontae Adams not to leave. Okay, if, not, if you can get Tom Brady, I'm with you. If you can get Tom Brady... With Josh McDaniels. Uh, with Josh McDaniels. Oh, that's a good point. So th- that's his guy. So, I like it, Nuno. All right, so n- now we're putting something together Boy. here. Las Vegas <laughs> next year, Josh McDaniels and Brady reunited, Devontae Adams with a new lease on life, they trade the second pick for like three ones and two twos. So you're addressing the present and the future. Brady calls up Darren Waller and, and, and uh, Hunter Renfro and says, not only are you practicing this week, you're going to freaking meet me in a park somewhere and we're going to run routes. And Derek Carr can go to the Colts and retire next and, year. <laughs> and we, okay. I, I, so now we've gotten somewhere. Now we'll see if we can't figure out where all this goes. All right. With that said, let me throw open the phones here at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 it's time for your hot takes. I also want to get some of Nuno's notes in here, and we will pick a winner in tonight's Monday night game. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, greeting with you here on ESPN Radio. Delighted to welcome you into our little sports house this day and every day on ESPN Radio. And uh, it is uh, we have been giving our takes all day long here. I've not heard enough from the hashtag crew today, so we'll get a little something, particularly from Bubba on the Cowboys as we continue. But right now it is time for your hot takes. Every Monday we uh, give you your chance on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Let's do it. Bubba, who's first up? We'll start with Lance. Lance, you're on ESPN Radio. Give us a hot take, Lance. Go. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I want to talk. What do you think about trading Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders for the picks instead? There's no way in the world that – I did think of that, actually, the idea that Rodgers and Devontae could be reunited there. That's clearly going to be about Rodgers wanting to go because in order for him to be moved from any, from Green Bay to anywhere, there's going to have to be a lot of massaging of his contract because it, right now it's prohibitive. So if he's willing to help make that happen, then I suppose I could see it. I, I think... The truth is, I think it was you who said this to me last week, Kembo. If Aaron Rodgers was going to leave, he would have done it. He had the chance to do it last offseason. It was the time to do it. I think he made up his mind he's staying put. And yesterday feels like it was a step back towards him staying there for at least one more year. Yeah, and if yesterday was any indication, they're going to sort of finesse their way through this, these growing pains with these young receivers. I think the Packers are going to come out on the other side looking pretty good. If they can find a way to sneak into the playoffs in a rebuild year, I'm not counting them out. I'm not, I'm not betting against them right now. See, I don't think it was supposed to be a rebuild year is the point. All they did was trade. You don't rebuild around a 39-year-old quarterback. You don't trade Devontae Adams either. That, that has never made sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me. I think it was one of the dumbest things any NFL team did this offseason. I don't care how bad. Badly he wanted out of there. When your quarterback is 39 years old, you are in win-now mode, regardless of anything else. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Scott. Scott, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Scott, give us a hot take. What's up, Granny? Listen, after the Buffalo game last weekend, I was kind of pissed off that we couldn't get right back at the Patriots the following week. But but after, after thinking about it, I feel like having the extra week off to think about it, to focus on the Patriots, I fully expect them to go in there and have their way with, with that team. I don't think the Patriots are, are a talented team. I don't think they're even a good team. They've beaten bad teams with the exception of the Jets. 
I fully expect him to go out there and embarrass them on Sunday. And I will talk to you on next Monday about it. Here's the thing, Scott. I'm terrified because I agree with you. I think the Jets are going to obliterate New England Sunday. I really do. I think they are mad and deserve to be mad. They gave the Patriots a game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Zach Wilson in particular gave them a game. Both teams are coming off bye weeks this week. That is what it is. The bye just just is what it is. The Jets coming off a big emotional kind of prove-it game against Buffalo. But things are always darkest before the dawn, or whatever the expression is. Like, the fact that I think the Jets are going to obliterate New England terrifies me, and it should terrify everyone. By the way, if the season ended right this minute, all four teams from the AFC East would be in the playoffs. The Jets, the Bills, and the Patriots would all be wild cards. And the Dolphins would win the AFC East. I'm not 100% sure that that's going to change as we go. Scott, let's hope that you're right. From your lips to God's ears. Uh, Bubba, who's next? We're going to go to Jonathan. Jonathan, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give us a hot take, Jonathan. Go. Morning, gentlemen. Um, Love the show. You guys do a fantastic job. Um, And as a lifelong Raiders fan, I love the idea of, you know, the car trading the two-pick, getting Tom Brady. But my hot take is this. Last week we talked about um, the Green Bay Packers and how they've had a, a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback for 30 years. Yeah. Which means that they have to be one of the most one of, of course, the most poorly run franchises in the NFL because they only have two Super Bowls in those 30 years. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the other teams that you mentioned, you know, when you go from, you know, the 49ers, the Cowboys, they all have three, four Super Bowls. How does Green Bay only have two? I think it's kind of ridiculous. Well, so, so I think that it has been an organizational underachievement. I will not say they're one of the most poorly run organizations in the sport because they've been good all the way through. And sometimes you need a ball to bounce your way here or there. Don Shula is the winningest coach and one of the greatest coaches of all time. And he had Dan Marino basically through at Marino's entire prime and never won a Super Bowl with him. It doesn't mean Don Shula wasn't a good coach. Um, you know, the, the, so so do I believe they have or underachieved as an organization, only making it to three Super Bowls and only winning two in the 31 years they've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers? Yes, I do. I think to say they've been a poorly run organization in that time is taking it too far. What do you think of that, Hembo? I agree with you. I mean, they have the best record in the NFC during the regular season over that period of time. Again, they've had the best quarterbacks, though. I mean, the team with the best quarterbacks almost always has the best record, right? Sure, but over a 30-year period of time, the organization isn't stupid. It's not like Favre and Rodgers have covered their blemishes for that long. I mean, there's been some good team building. No, there's been some good team building, but... Well, let's go to Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. I mean, do we think that the Colts underachieved having – how many years in a row did they have Manning and then Luck? Because Luck was really good. I mean, they're back-to-back first pick in the draft quarterbacks who who belonged there. They probably had those two guys for 20 years between them, and they only won one Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I blame that to some degree on that. Now, they had Bill Poley and one of the great builders of teams of all time who put together an excellent team. No, I take it. So that, that actually makes my argument the other way. Hmm. No, I will not go there. I appreciate the call. Your hot takes are always welcome here. I will not go there. The Packers have not been a poorly run organization. I will not go there. Has it been disappointing to only win two championships? Yes, I will go that far. So you also, also have to give them credit, though, for identifying the quarterback and then developing the quarterback. They get some credit for that also. Yeah, for, for having drafted Rodgers when they did, right. made the move away from Favre when they did. They identified the, for, I mean, going back a long way to a guy, Ron Wolf, 
identified Favre in a trade with Atlanta. Remember, Favre was a second-round pick of the Falcons, and the Packers traded for him. So, yes, they've gotten a bunch of stuff right. The Packers have gotten a bunch of stuff right. They just haven't put it over the top as much as they should have. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Uh, We'll go to uh, Jesse. All right, Jesse, give me a hot take. Jesse, go. Hello. All right, my hot take is after yesterday's game, I have to go with Tua MVP. Let's go. Greeny, I have to say this. I love you, man. Well, I love you too, Jesse. And and I think that Tua has to be in the conversation. Like, A, Josh Allen has been sort of the presumptive favorite. I think he's falling out of that. B, Tua, they haven't lost a game he played. The only game he started that they lost was the game that he most definitely didn't finish, the hideous Thursday night game against Cincinnati, and let's not relive that. But I, I have this right, right? Outside of that, they've won every game he's played and lost every game he didn't, right? Yes, and not only that, in those, what is it now, seven games, if you just aggregate the offense, uh, the production in those games, it's the number one offense in the NFL. I think he's right there. Who are the, who are the leading candidates? Right? Him, it's, it's, it's Mahomes. What does Vegas say? So Mahomes is first, then Jalen Hurts, then Josh Allen, then Tua. That's your top four. So he's in the top four, and I, Jesse, I think that you're right. I think he is, he's coming up. Like you know, he was his name wasn't even mentioned no. because um, the most notable moment about him this year was the worst moment of the entire NFL season. But as they keep winning these games, we'll see. I, I want to see it in the weather. I, I want to see them do it in the cold. Uh, let me pull up their schedule here because obviously they haven't gone to Buffalo yet. That's why beating Buffalo has made, will make such a massive difference for them if they can keep winning. They came here. So they, they've already played the Jets road game. Um, let me see their schedule. Hold on. Where was the Patriot game? They, so their, their games they still have coming. They have – sorry, I, I should have been pulling so this up faster go. than here, I am. Here you oh, go. here it is. So they've got the Texans at a win. At the 49ers, no weather. At the Chargers, no weather. At the Bills – at the Patriots, oh, and home Jets, yes, they've already done that. They have two potential weather games. And then let's see what that offense looks like in that weather. Again, I think Tua is a legitimate candidate for MVP, for sure. He's got a passer rating of 135 or higher in each of his last three games. and He's attempted at least 30 passes in all of them. No one in the history of the NFL has ever done that. He's, he is so hot right now. Yeah. And they're so hot right now. And he's so much better than I thought. Yeah. Look. Let's lose the music on that. Thank you for the hot takes. I have a few other things I want to get in before we run for the day. One of the many things about me, if you don't know me, everyone in Miami got mad at me when I said that I thought Tua was never going to justify, live up to being picked where he was. And even the comparison of him to Herbert right now doesn't look as bad as it looked like it was going to look. But the one thing I will always do is I'll admit when I'm wrong. And I have, I was dead wrong on Tua. Dead wrong. There's only one question mark on Tua that's fair, and that is his durability. Can he stay healthy? Because that was a question mark in college, and it obviously has been a problem in the NFL. There are no other questions. He has answered those. I was dead wrong about Tua. He's way better than I thought he was going to be, and I think his name belongs in the MVP conversation. All right, a few other things I want to get in before we wrap it for the day. I want to get in Nuno. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a survivor. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. Ah, sure. Let's do it. See that? I didn't talk over the end of it. I hung in there. There we go. 
So Nuno puts these go. notes in the Google Doc, and I like a few of them today. I wanted to read to you. Vikings Bills, he writes, still don't trust Kirk Cousins in a big game. Bubba, you agree or disagree? Do you trust Kirk Cousins in a big game? Because outside of that, they clearly are a Super Bowl team in Minnesota. Do you trust Kirk Cousins in a big game? Bubba. I, I trust him. I'm getting there with him. That's a yes. Hembo, yes or no, no. on Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins has... Jerry Rice playing wide receiver for him, and right now he's ranked 20th in QBR sandwich by Jimmy Garoppolo and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Nuno, I think I sort of lean in that direction as well. He's also, like the quarterback sneak yesterday, was one of the worst. Now, it winds up winning them the game. True. <laughs> but, 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 but that was, and as, as uh, Rex said on TV this morning, he weighs like 160 pounds or whatever it is. I, I kind of am with you on this one, Nuno. I don't think I trust Kirk Cousins in a big game. The question is, if the playoff quarterback in the NFC are going to be Daniel Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo and all these guys. Are we willing to say that he just can't go toe-to-toe with Jalen Hurts? That's really the one guy you say he can't go toe-to-toe with. Not necessarily because Justin Jefferson is the best player in the conference at any position. No, I, I right get now. that. But my point is in a, in a big moment, can Kirk Cousins go head-to-head? Who is it you're afraid he can't go head-to-head with? I, I don't know if there's anyone I feel that if, way about. I'm giving Jimmy G the, like, the edge on that one if you're playing – if they match yeah, up, are you not taking Jimmy G and that team before you take Kirk Cousins? I probably am. Me too. I don't know if I'm taking the team, but I'm taking the quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Um, on Lions-Bears, Nuno, you said Justin Fields just might be the most exciting young quarterback in the NFL. Why might? Who, if he's not, who is? Like, who's <laughs> even in the competition? At, at this point, yesterday, I was at the point to say, is he the best quarterback in their, that division until I saw the Jeffrey Okuda, the, the, the interception to Okuda. I don't know. Like, do we still consider Lamar a young quarterback? Like, that's the, that's what I'm looking at as that ability. Like, he's up there with the excitement of a Patrick Mahomes at this point in time. I, I felt like with Josh Allen, when you start talking about just the excitement of these young quarterbacks, I'm with that. And look, at this point, Fields is still in the embryonic stage of his career. Throwout last year, Fields is a rookie for all intents and purposes, and he's doing it with. Uh, to be kind, very little elite talent around him. One more, Packers-Cowboys. He writes, the countdown to the end of Mike McCarthy's Cowboys tenure just restarted with this loss. We've not yet heard Bubba Uh-oh. on the Cowboys loss. Bubba is our uh, beloved Cowboy fan on the program. What were you? I, we texted briefly yesterday, uh, Bubba and I did. What was your takeaway on the Cowboys loss yesterday, Bubs? Yeah, probably have to start that countdown. Yeah, it was just a brutal... Brutal loss. You blame me, McCarthy, for not, that? Did I you was, not like him going for the fourth down at the end in the overtime, set a kick in the field goal? Uh, no, I was fine with it. No, I think I was I, – I, no, I don't blame him for the loss. I just think um, it's you're going to have that conversation just because of what happened. No, I, li- I like the aggressiveness because I think the assumption was clearly if you went for a field goal there and plus it was going to be a long field goal in the wind and the cold that Aaron Rodgers was going to go down as he always does and get a touchdown. So I'm fine with the aggressiveness there. There was pass interference on CeeDee Lamb, which yep. should have been called. That uh, was he got screwed. Oh, the God. Cowboys got screwed ridiculous. yesterday. Oh, my God. No, I'll say it. Uh, the but, Cowboy, they got screwed. Um, the holding call, get out of here yeah. with that nonsense. Um, the, the Cowboys got screwed in that overtime. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just the two interceptions Dak had. I know Greg Olson on the call was trying to you know imply that it was the receiver's fault. There's obviously some sort of chemistry there. I don't know. The frustrating thing to me is just with, with Dak, he needs to, he need, at some point he needs to win these games mm-hmm. against yep. the quarterbacks. And to me, the, the, the thing I look at is they went up 28-14, and then Green Bay scored a touchdown. Dallas responds with a punt. Green Bay scores another touchdown. Dallas goes three and out. So I feel like that's where Dak he needs to step up at those spots, and he needs to win against. He lost to Brady earlier in the year. 
He lost now to Rodgers. These are the games he needs to win, not yep. against the Bears, not against the Lions. He needs to win these games. And were those interceptions his fault? One minute, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I, it was. As he fun. needs he, to be better. He needs to win these games. I'm with at you. Some point he needs to be better. That's I mean, tough, and he yeah. will win the games by being better. All right, we finish it up with a Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It's easy to bundle your home and car insurance at Progressive.com. This is your team tonight, Hembo Eagles. What are they favored by? Eleven points. They're uh, they're giving eleven points. They're at home against Washington. The Eagles have not played since the previous Thursday night. That was the, that was Game Five of the World Series. It's been so long since the Eagles last played. But we're going to see the Eagles extend their undefeated season tonight and by the way just as an aside Eagles right now are scheduled to have the fourth pick in the draft because the New Orleans Saints lost yesterday things are going well in Philadelphia oh, I'm sorry I asked do they cover tonight do they cover the 11 oh yeah what is the number what does the public say that uh that heat in the middle probably then all right then I I agree with you the worst news I have for you was that I agree and I like the Eagles giving the points we'll see you tomorrow ESPN radio thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.